Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back for another week of the Max Potential Habits podcast. If this is your first time here, I'm Dr. Amanda Barrientes, the host of the podcast. And today is a guest episode. We have on a former professional athlete, high performance coach, and motivational speaker, Chad Weller. I want to tell you a, bit, a little bit about him. I actually met him on I believe it was on LinkedIn, right? We met on LinkedIn. <laughs> and we, um, you know, I've been inviting people like, hey, I got to know you on LinkedIn. Let's take this off of LinkedIn and have a little chat together and just get to know how each other, see how we can create some win-wins. And when we were talking over Zoom, I recognized all of his power and that he has a really impactful history. And you all know that this is your place for tips, tools, and inspirational interviews to help you optimize your habits so you can up-level your life, up-level your business, and really bring the best version of yourself to the table. So you're gonna wanna plug in for this entire episode because he is a high-power badass, has really overcome a lot of stuff in his history, um, is an ultra runner. I could go on and on with all the cool things, but we're going to talk about that today. So get ready for some inspiration, some insights, some performance tips, all the fun things that you know that you can hear about on this podcast. Welcome to the show today, Chad. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. All right. So I want to dig right into your story because when you told me your story, I was, it was, I was super impacted by it. So share your history with us. Yeah, um, you know, I uh, currently live in Denver, but I um, am a life coach and a high performance life coach, but it, that wasn't always the case. So um, I'll take us back to sort of the beginning where everything started happening. I was, uh, um, I started modeling at the age of 17 and originally from Columbus, Ohio, uh, modeling took me to Miami Beach and um, was able, had the privilege of traveling around the world, working with some of the top designers, working with the top designers in the world, runway shows, in New York and Milan. And um, that led me into, after a long eight careers of the, of the modeling world, led me into a career of being in the nightlife business and working with a lot of celebrities and the high-end um, DJs, high-end nightclubs. Um, and that introduced me to a world of drugs and alcohol. So that was like the combination more or less of, okay, modeling, there's drinking, there's induction of drugs, and then you get thrown into the nightlife in Miami Beach and, and New York City, and it kind of it's hand in glove when you're staying up all night. And um, so it's, it's late in my late 20s, um, I really started to spiral out of control and um, not really being connected. Even when I was doing runway shows, working with the top designers, really was never connected to who I was. Um, I was very healthy but also lived this party lifestyle. Um, and I found myself with um, suffering from anxiety and depression. I was like, what is going on with me? And that was another halt into the drugs and alcohol because it was more of a numbing, uh, not having to face what was going on the inside, just worried about the outside, uh, what I looked like, who I was hanging out with, uh, where I was going, what I was doing that night. And um, very superficial life and uh, made me really uncomfortable because that wasn't how I was brought up. I came, I was raised in a very good family and um, out in the countryside. Uh, um, so this was all new to me. And, it, and it, what unfortunately happened is I spiraled out of control and I got addicted to drugs and alcohol. Uh, speed up to 2009, I literally ran into a 50 foot brick wall um, where I almost lost my life and literally cut out of the car 
and um, was facing a, a lot of trouble. Um, from that day on, on, on March 13, 2009, I decided to get sober. I decided to make a choice to really find out who I was, that self-discovery, that personal development, which led me to where I am today. Um, in 2010, um, I had the privilege of running my first 50K, which I was always been a runner um, out of high school and um, really stumbled across the ultra world and found out I was pretty good at it. And I actually turned pro a year later and I was 33 at the time. So I turned um, pro getting sponsors, traveling the world, um, running hundred mile races around the world. So this was like my, my reinvention, so to say, where I really got to spend a lot of time running, you know, if it was a 200 mile week or if it was a 66 mile training run or it was a hundred mile race, I had a lot of time to think. And really that self-discovery is, is running was my outlet for um, just really finding out who I was and which led me into the high performance life coaching. Awesome. Okay. I want to dig in multiple places. Um, <laughs> I want to know when you got out of the car, you said you, you hit the, like you literally hit a brick wall. You're in legal trouble, I'm sure. And did you, were you, did you go to the hospital? Did you have, were, you know, were there physical issues? Yes. I was cut out of the car. Uh, okay. I literally ran into a 50 foot brick wall. Uh, I was drinking and driving on drugs and yes, I was, I was facing a lot of legal trouble. Um, I was knocked unconscious. I broke a bunch of ribs. Uh, I have uh, surgeries in my right arm, steel plates. Uh, you know, the biggest scar for me was this was this was the fifth time I have faced death. I have tried to commit suicide twice. Uh, I overdosed on drugs twice, and then this was my fifth time. Um, and uh, my higher power. This is where I became a lot more spiritual because five times, like you get a, a fifth chance. Like yeah. okay what are you going to do about it? Are you, are you going to keep just like, you know, playing with fire and then you're going to get burned and never come back? Or are you going to make the choice to um, walk into the, just like, I just remember how uncomfortable I was for years. It was years. I was just uncomfortable with myself. Yeah. I, I, what I, I was curious about is like when you had that moment of recognition of like, Holy crap, I've, this is my fifth chance. What am I going to do to change? Like what, when, when was that for you? <laughs> uh, the, actually the police officer drove me home, um, that night. So I went to, I went to jail for a little bit, never handcuffed me or anything. They were very, very nice. Um, and I remember getting dropped off and it just sat out front of my place. And I was like talking to myself. I was just like, I was still kind of fucked up to be honest with you. Um, and just saying like, this is enough's enough. Like, wh what are you going to do? Like, you can't do this anymore. And one thing I, I, I was able to encounter like in those first 24 to 48 hours is I never really liked partying. I never liked drinking. I never liked doing drugs. I just didn't like who I felt, how I, who I was either. So I had this, all these combinations, all the things I didn't like. Yeah. So I had to figure out like, well, what is it going to be that you do like? <laughs> Right. So that was, that was a really, um, the unknown that was just like right in yeah. my face. Jeez. You know, it makes me think a lot about how, when we're not in alignment with our highest self, the universe will bring us a whole bunch of stuff to help us figure it out. <laughs> and it can be, you know, brought in easier ways and, and challenging ways, but it depends on how far out of alignment you are. And then you get a bigger wake up call, 
you know, yeah. so for you, you got a massive wake up calls multiple times. Um, luckily, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. So, so for you, once you made that decision, or you, or, or really, once you had that recognition, like, okay, something's got to change here. I don't like the partying. Clearly, I'm gonna die if I don't stop what I'm doing. Then, what did you do next? I got help. Um, I had a really good lawyer. Um, he was like, go to AA meetings. So I jumped into AA meetings. Actually, my first three years of sobriety, I was bartending. Believe it or not, in wow. South Beach in a nightclub, one of the top nightclubs, throwing parties, a VIP host, um, hanging out with celebrities. And I would go to two meetings a day, the days I would work. So <clears throat> I was still in that um, nightlife, but this was trying transformation of really inventing myself. So it was running every day. Um, I've been vegan for 25 years. So it was really jumping into my nutrition and just really focusing on the things I had control of. Um, mm -hmm. And AA was huge for me. Um, uh, therapy was huge. Um, and then that's when, you know, we'll fast forward a little bit, but that's when I hired my first life coach. So nice. Um, I, I want to ask practically for listeners, you know, who, wherever people are in their life currently who are listening, I'm sure that they're curious what some tips are. If you're at a moment where you want to reinvent yourself, what, what are some practical, actionable steps that people can take? You know, if they're noticing like, hey, I am not in alignment. This isn't where I want to be. This isn't where I want to be going. What can I do to reinvent myself? You know, I know for you, you said AA and you got a coach. What are some practical things people can do as, as takeaways? Yeah, I think you really have to want it. So you have to want to change. Um, you know, I, it sounds like my story that I didn't have a choice, but I still had a choice. Sure. Um, I, I still had a choice. I could, I could have drank that, that night, but I, you know, it was just multiple choices of, of doing it each day and choosing not to. Um, <clears throat> and I always, and even to this day, I'm always looking for opportunities to better myself. And that's, that's those two things combined right there is, is wanting to change, wanting to feel different on the inside. A lot of us, I've, I know struggle with some, some, you know, something from our past or trauma that's happened in our life. And, um, I really had to go in, I'm still doing work, you know, 11 years later, I'm still doing the work every day of really identifying some, some things that happened from my childhood or happened, you know, in my life. Um, and it's, you know, wanting it, but it's also around self-acceptance and, and self-love and self-respect and self-worth. And that's, I dive into these affirmations every day and really look at myself and evaluate how I'm feeling. And I know I can make the adjustments, but to answer your question, you're not going to be able to do that in the beginning because you have, you have no idea where you're going. Um, find help, find somebody who's an expert. That's what I did. That's what, that's how I am here today. You know, sober 11 years is because I had uh, experts. I had help. I listened. Um, but I, first I had to listen to myself because I just told myself I, I want to change. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I did uh, for my dissertation research, I interviewed uh, incarcerated men. I did life history interviews with them. And I was, I kept looking for that like magic pill answer. Of, like, what is it that makes people want to change? Because they were in a rehabilitation program and they were all criminal addicts, meaning that mm -hmm. they had either committed their crimes while they were on substances or had committed their crimes for substances or something along those lines. And they were now, they had to work really hard to get out of a long-term prison sentence to be in this 
group that they were in that was still under the Department of Corrections. But I got to do these interviews. And as I started doing the interviews, I was like, I want to understand the story of transformation. How do you go from a life of trauma, a life of that's really challenging into gangs and then into all this prison trauma and then come out on the other side and go like, I want to be a different person, even in the face of a, a lack of opportunity. You know, so it's like that same story. It's the hero's journey or the heroine's journey. And the thing I came to and it was the same thing, like you have to be ready and you have to want to change. And that's really what it is, right? It's that decision point where you go, I'm fucking tired of the way that things have been and I choose and decide to do something different. And then something in your brain happens where you shift in a totally new direction and then all of these different opportunities come your way, you start to build a different identity. So it's like, it's so powerful. I love that you said that. Um, and it's same for me, right? Like any, I, I look at, Pat, you know, anyone listening, if you look back at any moment where you've been at, a, at the bottom, of your perceived bottom and you shifted in a new direction, what was it that happened? You decided you were tired and of the reality and you wanted to do something different because would you agree that there's resources everywhere out there if you really want to change? Yes, a hundred percent. And that's where I started to getting um, curious on who, who was out there, who was out there. Cause I had uh, like Scott Weiland from Stone Temple Pilots was like my idol. Um, and then I started hanging out with him. I started hanging out with all kinds of celebrities and yeah. like, it was just like, these people were in my world and that's, that's what I knew. And that's what I was like inspired by. But some people that I hung out with aren't here. I'm lucky to be here. So I was like, okay, so maybe I need to not follow these people. Let's, let's see who else is out there. So I turned the page, so to say, and that's when I found Tony Robbins. That's when I found Brendan Burchard. That's when I found like this whole personal development thing. I was like, this is pretty interesting. Like you can actually go through like liking yourself. Hmm, yeah. That sounds cool. <laughs> so much better. Yeah, but I think you're right. Though. Like it's the hardest, it, to me, it's, it's the most rewarding work, but it's, it takes somebody very courageous to face their shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it, we want to pretend, we put on a lot of masks, I think. You know, so for you stepping into this new part of yourself and you, you, you talked about, I love that you talked about reinventing yourself, like you're really reinventing yourself and you know, what's possible. And so for you, that was, you said 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. So since then you, you stepped into coaching, getting coached, and now you are a coach. Who are your favorite types of people to work with? I'm curious because I think that we, we attract people that are in some ways, you know, that we can take through the journey because of where we've been. So who do you love to work with? Um, with somebody who is connecting with my energy, connects to, I connect to their story, they connect to my story, but it's somebody who is um, ready for a change. Somebody who is looking, just like I was, looking for a change and looking for, um, even if it's around their habits, it's around um, the relationship, their finances, their career, um, that's why I'm high performance because I've been focusing on my high performance as a professional runner. Um, I had to focus on high performance all the time. So it was all around the mindset. So an individual that is, is coming to me and is basically saying, Hey, listen, I'm ready. I'm ready to learn because that's what my, my coaching is. Even when I speak on stage, it's like, you know, people are going to come see me because they want it. They want to, they want to learn something new. They want to get educated or not even educated, but they want to hear a story that's like, Hmm, gets gets people to thinking outside of the box and that's what i really love doing is get people to think of okay that's one choice what's another choice because that's what i did because i really thought i only had one choice and that was just to get fucked up every night and hang out and just do the same thing over 
and just be in the dark all the time. I had no idea that there's a whole whole world in the light and you can actually go through life like having fun and like drink club soda at a bar and have just as much fun as you did like doing a bunch of blow with a bunch of celebrities. Like, I mean, there's just, so those, those are the people I, and I'm surrounded by those people. So all my clients, there's not one person that is just, they're not family now. There's not one like yeah. time where I go speak where I'm not connecting with somebody who's just like, they're sharing. I love sharing my story, but I love even more of hearing other people's stories because that's just, that's the human connection. And that's what really gets me motivated as a person in this, um, in this line of work is, you know, motivational speakers, I motivational, I think it's like motivational connector because I love connecting with people yeah. um, and, and hearing their stories. Cause when I open up, it gives permission for other others to open up and no yeah. matter what, uh, to be in a vulnerable state, to share your story is not easy. No, it's not. I mean, it's funny because, you know, when I've shared, uh, you know, the people who have been listening to me for a long time know that I'm very, very open with my history, you know, so I'll like share, I've had an affair and food stamps and all these things. And it's like, I, I used to be so fearful of saying that out loud to other people, you know, it was like this big shame spot. And now I'm like, I've gotten so much feedback from people when I've done speaking events or works with my clients. They're like, one of the biggest gifts you've given is to help me know that it's okay to show up authentically and not hide my shit. And, and so it's like, that's, it's such a gift when you're able to go, Hey, I, I wanted to commit suicide or I, I had suicide attempts and I overdosed and all these hard things that really as humans, we all are in it together. You know, like we're all falling down all the time and how can we hold each other and lift each other up? in those moments, to me, that's the gift of life. And, it, and, and as a coach, it's like, ah, oh, that is my juice. You know, if my yeah. story can help someone shift, yes, yeah. makes me smile big. <laughs> so it's awesome that. that you're doing that. I'm curious, okay, so you talked about mindset and running. It takes a serious warrior to run 100 miles. <laughs> like, what, remind me the longest distance you've run? Uh, one race was 104 miles. Oh, that's like, oh, wow. So let's talk about that because, you know, everyone here is an entrepreneur and as an entrepreneur, it takes a very powerful mindset and ultra running to me is like one of the most powerful mindsets. So share with us what it's like to run 104 miles. Yeah, it's, um, to be honest with you, it's, it's fun. There's a lot of planning. The most, the most um, challenging part is actually signing up because you have no idea. Talk about uncertainty. It's like my first hundred, I was like, well, I, I did a couple of 50 Ks, 50 milers. I did a hundred K and I was like, okay, well now I'm jumping into the hundred miles. And that's just a whole nother ball game because you have, you have cutoffs at like 30, 30 hours. And um, I ran from Key Largo to Key West, my first one. So you're running on the road. It was 96 degrees, 92% oh. humidity kidney failure twice. I lost about 14 pounds and I finished in 28 hours and 49 minutes, but it was, it's all about the mind. It's, it's, um, it, it's all about not giving up and persevering. And what I would do is I would just tap into, um, being present and focus on my form or focus on my, my next step. And it's a lot of the same methodology I bring into my coaching is like, we always try to focus on the results. Well, if you focus on the results in an ultra run, um, you're not gonna you're not gonna finish. And it's more about um, strategizing. So there's a lot of planning goes into it. You have a team, you have pacers. You're running through the nights. I saw two sunrises, 
and um, it, it's really painful. It's really painful. Um, but I, what I would tap into was the pain that I felt inside before I got sober, the, the pain that I, you know, so I would have my little systems to tweak, like, okay, is this, is it really that bad that you have 10 blisters on your right foot and you can barely walk and uh, you've had kidney failure? Like you just, so you have to like access where you are and then put things into perspective and then just focus on and slowing down. Um, but you're going through so much pain um, that you really don't focus on how much further you have. Uh, yeah. I remember getting into the late eighties in the miles and nineties. And I remember going and hitting 90 and I had 10 miles to go. It was the longest 10 miles of my whole oh, entire life. And it was the most painful. I can't even imagine. <laughs> That's... I hadn't slept. Ooh. It was, um, but you know, it takes, anybody can run a hundred miles. You just have to want to do it. Yeah. Just like being sober. Anybody can be sober. You just have to want to do it. Yeah. So I studied running. I practiced running. I'd run 200 miles a week. I, I did a, a 66 mile run for training before my first hundred. And I was just focusing on the nutritionist or nutrition part. I had a team um, that I worked with. I had coaches. I mean, it wasn't just me out there running hundred miles. So it, it, it takes a, it takes a team for you to get across the finish line. Um, but it takes, you know, a lot of mindset and heart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see so many parallels. I have, I've had several athletes on as guests and it, um, it reminds me oh, continuously about how similar it is building a business versus being an athlete. <laughs> you know, it's just like, especially one of those, it's like an ultra runner or, you know, a, a Iron Man or doing something that really pushes your body to the ultimate limit. It's like, you know, entrepreneurship, I think is similar. If you really want to get to those higher levels, you got to have the team, you got to have the mindset, you got to have the desire, you've got to know your why, you've got to stay in the game, you've got to, you know, keep reading about it, get better and better over time. Like, when you fall down, get back up, like so many yeah. amazing parallels. So, you know, that's, wow. I mean, I've run a, I did a, a backcountry marathon and that was hard. You know, it was like yeah. the last few miles was all head game. You know, it was just like, yeah. oh, I am tired of doing this. I want to be done and I'm so close. And, you know, it's yeah. like, you can't just be present. You take it one, literally one step at a time. You know, and it's, I can't, it's hard for me to imagine doing a hundred. I used to think I wanted to, and now I'm like, I don't think that sounds yeah. good. <laughs> my business is my ultra. Yeah. But, you know, I had someone say to me, I, I really valued this. It was another coach. She said, you know, I said, you know, I want to be in my business um, and treat it like it, I'm in a marathon. It's not a sprint. And she said, marathons are pretty painful. Are you sure you want to like treat your business like a marathon? And I thought that was kind of yeah. interesting. You know, what do you think about that? What's your take on that? Because I, I was fascinated when she said that. I thought, you're right. I don't necessarily, I don't want to think my business is always super hard work. Yeah, but I think if you're, if you're in, in, in a, an entrepreneur, if you have the mindset to embrace the struggles, to learn from the struggles, and understand when you fail or you fall and get back up, um, embracing that is, is key. Uh, embracing the pain is also key. Like, I remember when I first started out 12 years ago, I was like, I had no idea what I'm doing, but I'm doing it. And I remember sleeping yeah. in my car, eating out of trash cans, like no, no idea where I was getting my next clients, how I was going to do this stuff. But I knew if I just kept moving forward, I knew if I embraced the pain, if I embraced the uncomfort, I embraced the unknown and kept working that I, I would get to a place where I am now, which is, you know, 12 years ago. Um, but 
you know, I didn't just run in my first, I ran a bunch of marathons. I didn't just run your first, you don't just wake up like, I'm going to go yeah. run a marathon. You, you train for this. So you, yeah. you, you learn how to adapt to the pain and yes. you learn how to process the pain. And when you're able to do that in business and when running, that's why when I ran my next hundred, was it easier? No, it was twice as hard. When I ran my next hundred, was it easier? No, it was twice as hard. But I embraced that because each day I wake up, I, there's, there's, as an entrepreneur, there's no givens. It's not going to be easy. We don't get into entrepreneurship because it's easy. We don't get into it because it's painful either. But you have to take the highs and the lows. You have to yeah. be able to be, yeah, you have to go for the ride and enjoy the ride and make the best out of it here yeah. and, and lead with your heart. Totally. Oh, I love that. Very powerful. Lead with your heart. And, you know, the highs and the lows piece, I always think about, I think sometimes people get into entrepreneurship because they're like, awesome, I want the lifestyle and I want all these awesome things. But then they forget the other side of it. It's like, okay, to have the lifestyle, you got to show up every day and you've got to take the highs and the lows and, and be in it for the long haul. So it's a very powerful mindset. Um, I'm curious, what, share with us a couple of your favorite books. I mean, and, and I know I love books. So it's when people ask me that, I'm like, oh, I have at least 50. <laughs> but what are, let's say, three books that you recommend to people that, are, that have helped you change your life, your thinking, your being? Yeah. Well, as a runner, Born to Run is, is one, of my, one of my ultimate favorites. Um, and what else? Um, uh, unfuck yourself is also a great one nice and what's one i'm reading right now um is the law of attraction with um abraham hicks nice i just yeah. i just got into them and read all of their stuff like i was like oh i just gobbling it up i have a, hard, a little bit of a hard time with the channeling thing i'm like do i agree with this i don't know but whatever they're saying is so brilliantly true that i just yeah. you know like i get super into it yeah yeah really really powerful stuff okay so law of attraction hicks unfuck yourself and born to run i read born to run when i was training for my marathon it was it was awesome did you ever try the barefoot thing no, I, so I would train a little bit. So I studied running for many, many years as it was, I should well, I'm still studying running, but um, I studied form and technique and the biomechanics of running as I was getting into ultras because I, I was running like terrible and I was getting hurt. I was like, couldn't walk after marathons. I was like, this is, this is terrible. No wonder everybody hates running. So then when I started ultras, I started getting more spiritual and slowing down and running in the trails. So then I picked up books and this is one of the books and I started studying I did run a couple times like on the, on the football field just to work on my form because it's mm -hmm. all about midfoot placement. But uh, I know some people that run. I've seen people in my races running barefoot, and it's, it's, it's next level. But I don't see longevity in it. That's my opinion. Uh, yeah. I, I want to be running 100-mile races for the next, you know, 20, 30 years. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never – I didn't get into it either. I just thought it was fascinating. Um, Oh, my dog's under my desk and I just kicked her on accident. <laughs> um, I, I, I want to ask another question. So, you know, people listening, there's a wide variety. Some people are in startups. Some people have, you know, lots of people in their business. What do you, what do you think is a good tip for people? Like if you could go back to the beginning and tell yourself what you know now about building a business, what would that be? Like get what, are, what are some tips? Get specific. Get, get specific. Yeah. Get specific. Um, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs um, in the beginning and we figure out the specifics of um, why they're doing it uh, and, and creating a destination. So 
I didn't create a destination where I wanted to go. So like example would be my destination, a hundred mile race was the hundred mile finish line. <laughs> that marker that said a hundred miles you finished, that was my destination. So I would have to go reverse engineer and go back to the beginning, figure out what am I doing? Where am I running my first two miles? It's the same thing with entrepreneurship, same thing with building your business. It's like, okay, so what are the first things that you're connected with doing that you know what you're doing, right? And then finding out the things along the way that you aren't good at and then finding out things that you are good at. When you're not good at something, you can choose to learn how to do it or you can hire experts. But um, I'm a true believer of learning everything first. So it took me a little bit longer. Um, you know, some people that have the financial backing can just say, yeah, I don't want to do that. I'm going to hire it done. But that's, again, going into the specifics. Um, and you just have to have the willingness. So my, my main um, things that I talk about with, with my coaching is having the willingness to commit and having the consistency and being open to change because constantly everything is always changing. And if you're consistent every day, it's going to keep building. And if you're committed, it, it, that's, that's, the, that's where the power comes from. And then when you have the willingness, it's like that's when you truly have stepped into your power. Awesome. I love this. Okay. Everyone needs to rewind that. You said get specific, know your why and your destination. Part of the reason that it's, I won't say easy to run an ultra, but it's, you know, that when you've completed it, because you know, I crossed the hundred mile mark and you knew that that was your destination. So it's just, it's a clear trajectory. So know your why, know your destination, be willing to commit, stay consistent and be open to change. And the consistency piece, right? Like I think about perseverance and how powerful it is to constantly persevere. You know, in my mind, it's the NFA attitude. You're like, no fucking around. I'm getting there no matter what. Yeah. I commit, decide, take action. Um, you said something I want to uh, highlight for listeners too and, and pick apart a little bit and talk about. Uh, you said that you like to learn everything first. And so it took you a little longer and it made me think about, you know, I, I'm very similar. I don't like to delegate until I've mastered it myself because I feel like I'm not going to be able to have somebody do the task unless I know what to tell them to do or how to work with them on it. You know, and I, I'm curious, what, you know, talk about that a little bit. Like when do people know to, that they should delegate? You know, when is the moment that you know to delegate in your business? Yeah, I, I go off feeling like if I can, if I can, feel like I'm connected to it and I have, you know, I can make that commitment. There's, I can open the door. There's a lot of things in my business that I tried to open up the door multiple times. And there's like something on the other side where I just couldn't push through it. And it was just like, yep. Okay. That's somebody else is going to do that one for me. And that's like, uh, you know, for me, it would be, um, social media or building out content or, um, just the, the, the ins and outs, the admin, the accounting, like all these different things I had to like walk through, figure out what was my systems um, and then understand my process. I think really understanding your process of how you learn. Is it something that um, mm. if you feel like you get excited about it, that doors eventually, you know, you're going to push it. And it's probably going to just open up and then you can, then you can just go in and keep learning. Uh, a lot of times I kept looking, it, it reminds you that I, I used to run about 50 to 55 hours, sometimes 60 hours a week. So when I was transitioning to this whole running every day to now opening my computer and like, what is this chair? I have to sit here for like, six, this is, I'm not sitting here for two hours. Are you kidding me? So I, I think, you know, me just opening the computer, had to learn what a Mac was, had to learn what a Dell, like had to learn all these things. It was just yeah. like, 
it was really, really hard, but I, I was, I wanted to be curious and I, I didn't force myself. So anytime I felt like I was forcing myself, I knew I wouldn't do it. That's just yeah. my personality. So it's really figuring out like, what is it that attracts you? What it gets you excited? Because when I'm excited, now I get excited to open my computer, computer, believe it or not, because I know I get to see my amazing people around the world and I'm um, working on a project. I've developed that sense of like, okay, this is, it's go time. It's like yeah. putting on my running shoes when I open up my computer now. So nice. um, I think just being able to not be in a hurry as well, like slowing down and, and recognizing that uh, I told you it took me 12 years to get to where I'm going. I have another 12 year goal, a five year goal, you know, like, so there's always, there's always a, a, a peak that you're going to reach, but it's, um, it's not about, focusing on the results, right? It's about what is your process yeah. and trusting that your process is in alignment with your destination. I love it. Oh, it's been such a big one for me this year is the journey, you know, like the process, the journey, the enjoyment in the moment, the surrendering and letting go instead of always being results driven because I, you know, in my history, I've been very results driven and I kind of had that mentality like hell or high water, I'll get it done. And I'm like, wait, I don't want to live my life hell or high water. I want to enjoy the journey. And so I really, it's been a big, a big focus for me. Um, you said, oh, I was going to ask you something else. I just lost it. Oh, uh, you, you made me think, I never really asked you when you shifted into coaching, how did that happen? Like you, you know, you were running and you changed your life, but was it that people started asking you what you were doing to change? And then you thought, because what made, what triggered that thought was you were just talking about like, you know, you're running 60, 70 miles a week. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to be a coach. Like, how did that take place? Yeah. So the transition out of the nightlife, um, I actually, um, was running a race and a friend of mine was like a personal trainer and he was like training people. And he was like, why don't you come with me one day and see what I do? And I was like, I want to do what this guy's doing. So actually the next three years, uh, as I was running professionally, I was building uh, a personal training business. It was a running coaching business. So I was helping people running. I was helping people training for marathons. I was helping families, but I was also learning that I was, anytime anybody's running, you have to get into their mind. So I was figuring out different ways to um, address what was coming up for them. Like, what are your mental blocks? What, you know, running is all mental. Cause I was finding out it was all mental. I thought it was just like all yeah. about performance and time and ego. And I was like, yeah, uh, that's a short lived race right there. So tapping into what people, what was driving them? Why are they running? And then, so this all transitioned after, what was it? Um, the stint was about six, six years. I was running coaching for, for a long time, but really with my business of six years, and I was able to tr transition into life coaching because that's what I was doing. Yeah. All, most of my clients came into the life coaching piece because we had just built a relationship for years. And um, once I hired my coach, I was like, I want to do what you're doing. Yeah. Because she, she changed my life in the first month. And I was just like, she tapped into different places. I never even like knew I could discover. And I was just like, yeah, I can do this for other people with all the talent, with all like the, the tools I had, we're working with people one-on-one -on -one or in groups it was such a smooth transition and exciting transition plus i was running with all my clients this was a great way i didn't have to run with all my clients because you throw in another 40 50 miles a day or a week i was running a lot i was like yeah. um, if you've seen the more movie forrest gump yeah yeah <laughs> no, yeah that was me 
Nice. I love this because, you know, the people that I have on the show and in listening to people's stories about how they got into what they're doing, often it takes a really organic path, you know, and sometimes it's this thing of like, oh, it's the self-discovery piece where you, you wake up from the fog of being out of alignment, something wakes you up to help you get into alignment. And then you get led on this really cool path of like, oh, that, and now this, and then I piece it together. And then it turns into this, you know, place where you get to step into your zone of genius and combine all the things that you love. And it's just, I, I love that. I love that story and hearing people's, you know, journey there. I know listeners do too. Okay. So tell us what are the top three max potential habits that you believe got you where you are today? Yes. Um... It started with accessing my purpose and my passion. I think we all have it within us, but how do you access that? So when I started doing all this personal development stuff, I started learning like, okay, so what are you passionate about? I knew since I was a little guy that I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to help people. So my, my whole, and even in the, in the industry, maybe besides modeling, but uh, you know, then in, in the hotel and restaurant industry, you're always helping people. It's about customer service. And then it was just like this expansion. So staying really drawn to, when I look back, my trajectory was all about um, wanting to help people and being passionate about that. So this was a great opportunity for me to dive even more into myself so I could open up and serve through my passion and purpose of wanting to help people at a whole nother level. Um, so I, I really believe those would be my, that would be my first one. Um, would be the passion and purpose. And um, and just, you know, something too comes up for me is like a lifestyle. Like how do you how do you want to live? Um, there's there's a certain I like certain th certain things. So understanding like do you want to just live in a field or do you want to live in a high rise or do you want a big house or you want nice things or you just you're a millennial. So figuring out those things that draws you because that's going to keep you in the game. That's going to keep you excited. Um, it's not material things, but it's things that get you excited and, and you know, little goals. Right. So, um, and another thing would be is to, um, you know, just be persistent and focus on the little wins. Mm, these are good. These are really and if good. You focus, if you're focusing on the little wins, um, which I do multiple times a day, at my end of the day when I do my my inventory, I do my check-in, my evening routine, and it's like if you have a lot of really feel-good days because you focused on the wins. The old Chad, he didn't know this. He was just focusing on the shit, all the problems I had in my life, all the things I didn't have. And that just kept me going backwards and that just, or just kept me still. So when I focus on the little ones, I, I just feel like I, I'm, I'm able to, I'm more free. I'm more energy or more energetic, I should say. And I'm more excited about where I'm going. Oh, I love that. I, these are all really great. One thing that really stands out to me, you know, when you're, I'm thinking of imagining running a hundred miles and know when the marathon, it was like focusing on the little wins of like, Oh, I just went five miles. Oh, oh yeah. And now I'm at 10. Like, yes. And, and that seemed like a, you know, and in business, same thing. And it helps us get our brain, especially as a high performance person who is, you know, driven to succeed. We can often just go to the next, go to the next, go to the next without taking time to reflect on 
where we've been, what we've done, what we want to create. And it's so powerful to do that because it creates that positive feedback loop where you're like, yeah, I'm on track. And, you know, and then it's tied to that piece of knowing yourself, like know how you want to live. I, I think it's interesting that one, because I think a lot of people don't allow themselves to have what they want or be what they want or want what they want. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to decide what I want based on what I've always been able to have or what I believe is possible for me. And that's why you need a coach, right? It's like that, that perspective to help you level up and expand into the fullest version of yourself. So share with us, um, where can people find you? What, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just my website. It's super easy. It's chadweller.com. Okay. Um, and all my social media links there at the top. Um, you can also sign up for a 60-minute breakthrough session where we um, get to know each other, build a little rapport, and I take you through a couple exercises. And it's really about um, just understanding where you are and maybe in that session you get to figure out where you want to go. So Nice. Awesome. Okay. And so for everyone listening, of course, that link will be in the show notes and it's spelled Chad, C-H-A-D Weller, W-E-L-L-E-R.com. If you want to find him and connect, he's on the social media channels, which is how we connected, which is really cool. And um, do you do like uh, tailored packages or do you have a program you run people through? Uh, it's just, you know, the one-on-one -on -one stuff is, it just depends on, you know, that breakthrough session. So okay. that's the initial, that's the initial um, connection piece. But yeah, the one-on-one -on -one sessions and then, you know, if anybody's interested in motivational speaking, um, there's also a link on there to speak with my agent. Um, and, you know, I have my books coming out in late November. So um, what's the title for that? I can't, we're still working on that. You're still working right on now. it. Okay. Yeah. But is, is it your story and, and. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mix with the autobiography with mixing with some coaching. The next book we have um, designated will be more about the coaching and methodology and, and, and how that's that, um, all funneled into, you know, the personal growth. Awesome. 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 So many good tips here. Thank you so much for coming on. It was really great to connect with you today and have you bring tips to the audience and, and share your story. Like such a powerful story. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on the show. And thanks for all that you're doing. You're, you're changing the world. It's, I'm, a, I'm a fan of yours. So. Thank you, Chad. Thank you're you. Welcome. All right, everyone. Thanks again for being here this week. If you like what you heard, remember to take a screenshot, blast it out to the social media channels, tag at NFA Coaching, share what you're learning, what you're getting, what you're loving. And don't forget to enter into the MPH raffle where you will win a prize. I draw a winner every month. We're coming up on the 100th episode, so there's going to be a big 100th episode draw. So make sure you get it in. If you take a screenshot of your iTunes review and email it to mph at nfacoaching.com, you will be entered. And that is a wrap for this week. I hope you have a max potential week where you thrive and feel alive. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Max Potential Habits Podcast. If you're liking what you've heard, it would be so incredibly awesome if you would subscribe to the channel and leave a five-star rating and a written review. This helps me help more people while we grow our NFA community so we can rock it out together. For Max Potential Habits resources, go to nfacoaching.com where you can access all of my resources. 
There's free eBooks, PDF checklists, a journal template, a business mindset meditation kit, and so much more. Plus links to NFA coaching on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And if you're super serious about up-leveling, there's also a link to schedule a free consult to work with me in group or one-on-one -on -one coaching. Until next time, I hope you have a Max Potential Habits Day where you get inspired to do whatever it takes to transform into the most empowered version of yourself so you can lead a rich, thriving, kick-ass life and business.